The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us again as we start another week together. And we're glad you're with us. Hope you had a great day at church yesterday, whether you're part of here at Grace Baptist Church or wherever you're at. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you uh, were able to just be encouraged in your time together, fellowshipping, worshiping the Lord, and learning about Him. But thanks for joining us again on this Monday. And as you know, we've been going through here at Source of Truth Podcast. What we strive to do is go verse by verse, section through by section, through different books of the Bible. And so we have been going through 2 Corinthians. Uh, and so we are in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And we're going to pick up here in verse 5 here in just a moment. Just for a little bit of context, as a reminder, we know that Paul is really trying to teach and encourage this church. They've been battling with what we call false teachers. In this case, false prophets, false teachers. And there were false not just in the information they were giving, but in the and the fact that they were building themselves up to be of massive importance, that you need to follow them because of their ability of speech and their knowledge, whatever their reasoning was. They were using a lot of fake, false reasoning behind this. And uh, so Paul is really trying to push this. He's really trying to encourage and teach the principle. He's not really, Paul was never one, and you're reading, to brag in himself. He was never one to say he was better than others. And so what we're going to read here today and even tomorrow, we're going to look a bit at this idea of Paul, I don't want to say bragging on himself, but uh, to an extent explaining the validity of why he can be trusted and uh, kind of responding to some of the criticism that has come his way. And a lot of this, I still think he's trying to give the principal basis. He's trying to help the people to understand uh, the basis of what you should base your thinking on, what makes what he does different than what the other so-called apostles, epistles, people who had self-proclaimed themselves into that position. So let's go ahead and look at verse number five, 2 Corinthians 11, verse five. The Bible says, for I consider that I am not at all inferior to the most eminent apostles. Even though I am untrained in speech, yet am I not in knowledge. But we have been thoroughly manifested among you in all things. So one of the criticisms that came to Paul was that he was not as good of a speaker, a public speaker, as would be some of these other people. The other ones obviously were very more fluent in their speech, and that makes people very persuasive. It makes it easy to follow. If you listen to people online or other preachers, some of them are phenomenal in their ability to speak. And because of that, uh, you, their fluency of speech is so beautiful that sometimes you forget that you don't even catch the fact that what they're saying is empty. Either they're using little to no Bible or what they're saying is absolutely unbiblical. But because of how they say it, man, it's so easy to follow. And, uh, but we all know if you find somebody who's monotone and they just kind of you know, walk through a verse and talk about it and there's no application, it's hard to follow. There is, you know, you hopefully, hopefully the preacher works hard at trying to uh, keep people awake, shall we say, when they're speaking. But one thing we know about Paul here, though, whether why he admits he wasn't as talented in speaking as maybe the other ones were, he was a very intelligent man. Please understand, he was the best of the best in the Sanhedrin. I hope you understand a couple of things. For him to be part of the Sanhedrin, he would have had to memorize the first five books of the Bible in Hebrew. 
Uh, can you imagine just memorizing the first five books of the Bible and then to do it in that language? And that would have been different in those days. Hebrew would have been more normal than, say, today here in America in the 21st century. Uh, but he was a very, very intelligent man. He was good in knowledge. He was a great writer, as we see, as he wrote a large portion of the Bible. Uh, so we look at that. He's not bragging on himself. He's saying, listen, that may not be my strength, but the knowledge that I bring is even better than all of that. And we, you can see that as we work it through in your life. Verse 7. He said, did I commit a sin in humbling myself that you might be exalted because I preached the gospel of God to you free of charge? He said, I robbed other churches, taking wages from them to minister to you. When I was present with you in a need, I was, I was a burden to no one. For what I lacked, the brethren who came from Macedonia supplied. So let me explain what he's talking about here. What he's saying is, um, was I wrong when I came? What he is, he came as what we would call a missionary. It'd be similar to the way missionaries work. They're supported by other churches and other programs, and they're sent out. Um, so when they go to a mission field, in many occasions they'll go to a foreign mission field, and uh, it's going to be complicated for them to get enough work to not only provide for the family, but also, you know, a missionary goes, they have to provide, uh, they have to pay for their building. They have to pay for all of the supplies to have that church going. And that's why sometimes people say missionaries seem to make a lot of extra money. They don't really. They just take, they need the money to pay. Here in America, uh, my, my paycheck's not required to pay the bill for the property or to pay for all the supplies and the staff necessary. That comes through the offerings. They don't have that at first as they're planning a church. Even American church planners have to find a way to have all that money to do that. Paul is saying when he came to that area, he wasn't asking them to take care of him because he wanted to be able to help them to see the gospel. So he I came free of charge. And what he means is, I came supported by other churches. And he says that people would come when I was in need. People, other churches would send me the supplies necessary to fulfill the thing, to fulfill the, the responsibility. And he said, so I came, because I came because I wanted you to hear the gospel, not, not to think that I was here to get money from you or to place a burden that you weren't ready to handle yet. They weren't mature enough as a church to handle that yet. He said, I came so that I could just give the gospel to you. And then obviously as he would plant churches, and he's done this in these books, he would plant the church and then he would teach them how to take care of themselves, how to take care of their preachers, how to take care of the gospel of the church in that time. He continues in that and he says, um, let me see where I was. I lost my place. Um, he said, he, let's go to verse 9. When I was present with you and I need, I was a burden to no one. For what I lacked, the brethren who came from Macedonia supplied, and everything I kept myself from being burdensome to you, and so I will keep myself. He continues in verse 10. As a truth, uh, as a truth of Christ is in me, no one shall stop me from this boasting in the regions of Achaia. Be why? Because I, because I do not love you? God knows. He said, I'm going to brag on the fact that people, other people provided. We came not wanting to place a burden. Simply what he's saying is we did it different. We can conclude from this that many of the other epistles, other so-called epistles, apostles came in trying to make money off of the people. Uh, you need to provide for us so we can take care of you. So Paul did it differently. He goes, I'm going to brag on that. I'm going to brag on that because the motive was good. He goes, what, you don't think we love you? God knows. God knows our heart. God knows the sacrifice we made to come. God knows the sacrifice that the church has made to bring it. So he, he's not trying to create, he goes, listen, you, you can see from our actions our love towards you and our desire to help the church grow. Let's go to verse 12. He said, but what, what I do I will continue also I will also continue to do that I may cut off the opportunity from those who desire an opportunity to be regarded just as we are in the things of which they boast for such are false prophets because I'm going to keep doing it this way so that I can show you the difference between us and false prophets 
He said, for such are false prophets, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself transformed himself into the angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. Now, let me explain what he does here. He's saying he's comparing himself to these other speakers. And he's saying they will look for money. They were bragging on themselves. And he says, well, it makes sense. They're false teachers. They're from, G they're from Satan. They transformed themselves into apostles of Christ. They were not, but they transformed themselves into it. They took the position. He goes, well, it makes sense. Their, their master, Satan, transformed himself into an angel of light. Now, let me tell you, you learn a couple things. One, you learn about false teachers. They, they put themselves in positions no one else did. There's an interesting thing, uh, people in my position, we hold, it, it's called ordination. Uh, it's a legal term. It's really more of a spiritual term, but it's seen as a legal term. It gives us freedom to do weddings and things of that nature. Um, but you know really what more it, what it is? It's when the church has recognized that God's hand is upon that teacher and that preacher. And so they ordain him. They send him out, whether it's still in this church or out to mission field or whatever it is, they ordain him. Uh, I don't want to call it a stamp of approval, but it's really stating that we believe God has called this person. It's done. We don't do that lightly. It's not someone brand new out of college, bring him in, ordain him, send him out. They've got to prove. They work and they minister so that the other people see this man has been called of God. Um, that's kind of what he's talking about. The other people put themselves up in a position like that and they do it themselves. Uh, they've not proven through their actions. And Paul is saying, listen, you've got to be careful of the false teachers who continue to lift themselves up. He said Satan came through. We see Satan did this. Satan puts himself out as a great guy, a guy, a guy of a god of uh, angel of light, someone who is wonderful, is great, is going to help you. We don't. He's not this. He doesn't portray himself as as evil as he is. He portrays himself as the one who's going to help you and give you what God won't. Things of that nature. There's a level of deceitfulness, and please understand, deceitfulness initially sounds great. And so he, he, what he's trying to help is you can compare the two. There is a difference in the heart. There's a difference in the motives of those who want to serve the Lord and those who want to serve themselves. There are tons of preachers out today, men and women, who have used the term pastor, used the term preacher or, or reverend, whatever term you want to use, to build themselves up to make money. And I'm not saying it's wrong to make money. I'm saying their motive was that. And in that, they have deceived many. Look at the heart. Look at their teaching. Uh, are they following Jesus or are they trying to exalt themselves? That's what Paul was trying to teach the church, and that's what we continue to do today. Uh, and if, I, if you find a teacher who's always saying how he's better than someone else, be nervous about that. Our job is to point people to Jesus, not to ourselves. And uh, may that be uh, what you see. Hopefully it's what we will continue to do here at Grace. And that you will see is that, uh, as, as John the Baptist said, he must increase, we must decrease. And that is the way it should be. Thanks for joining us on this Monday morning. Give me a chance to be part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. Hope it's a help and encouragement. Hope you stick with us as we continue to look through this book. And here in a couple weeks, we'll move on from 2 Corinthians and move on to something new. Thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.